Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, mother and or father fuckers, we please kneel for the singing of our national anthem. I got it. Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Girl, would you like to come back with Rob to America? America. Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Girl, would you like to come back with Rob to America? America. 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 Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Who wants to come back with us to America? everybody it's your boy jay dot what's going on this is jc welcome back to the connection everybody episode 91 and we are back in the building yeah, a little bit tardy but shit. right right hand is still on the plow <laughs> right back at y'all man such is life but it, yeah, man, yeah. it feel like it's, it feel like it's been longer than a week though man. It's, yeah it's it is like a long, ass long week. week man it was a lot that happened man it was a lot going on this week you know football went back mm-hmm. uh the series obviously uh just as gimbers died yeah that was pretty big. It's a big fight over that. I want to see how that's going to turn out. Yeah, man, it was crazy. Like, just the implication behind it, because if uh, Trump ends up appointing another justice, this is the third justice he gets under his watch. Like, that's. But it's a big fight because, you know, was a, they two was a, a big, big thing. thing like, right. Three, this is. Right, unprecedented. You know, it's a big thing because, you know, they didn't let Obama do it in the last 30 days. Well, 60 yeah, they like filibustered them. Yeah, they filibustered them. So, you know, it's definitely getting spooky. But it, they haven't, even the ones he's appointed, it was, uh, I forgot which decision it was, but it was one where they, you know, they haven't been as conservative as people thought. You know, so, it, you know, I don't know how it's going to turn out. I, I still don't like the fact that they're appointed for life, you know, because she's been on the way out for a while. Yes, yeah. I read an article talking about uh, how she was kind of selfish for doing that because uh, they say you're not supposed to, you're not like the thing for justice since it is a, a term for life. You're not supposed to die, yeah, under a watch of a president that's not like aligned with your thing or something like. Yeah, something right, like, right. Uh, like Clarence Thomas uh, was appointed because Thurgood Marshall uh, stepped down rather than die under uh, the next president, like under one of the bushes. Yeah. So, like, he stepped down and Clarence Thomas was able to come in or some shit like that. Like I said, she had been sick for a while, so but, uh, she was on the way out. Yeah, because Obama yeah. tried to get her to step down yeah. so he can appoint uh-huh. a new justice under yeah. his term. And she, yeah. she didn't want to because it was an article talking about, like, how her ego got in the way of a lot of stuff. and Right, right. You know, they're the most powerful judges in the land. They're slick more powerful than the president damn near, so... You know, I'm sure there's a lot of ego that goes with that position. It's a lot of... And you're like, you're appointed for life. Like, yeah, you're appointed for life, you know. So it's... Like I said, I just think that's a horrible idea, man. You know, because shit like this happens. Now even reading her story, like her come up... Like, to come up how she did, like... Especially, like, in a male-oriented uh, society and uh, field, she had to be ego-driven uh, at least a little bit. Yeah, I mean, just to even make it that far, you know. I mean, she has an amazing story. Yeah, you know? I take nothing away from her. 
But I didn't really. Uh, I, yeah, I never you, you read her name and stuff. But yeah. uh, it was it was some months ago where she was in the news for some shit. But I was like, who the hell is Ruth Bader Ginsburg? And yeah, I mean, I, I had heard over like, through the years, but you know, the last one, you know, Sotomayor got elected during the uh, the Obama administration, and you know. I kept up with her, but other than that, you know, a lot of them, the average person doesn't even know who they are. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or you should even how many... That's yeah. the thing, is like people just aren't, the average person isn't acclimated or informed on how politics works. Yeah, you know, they just don't preach that to you, you know what I'm saying? You're you talking about this shit like early in elementary school, like when you learned uh, con- uh, what was it, the, the schoolhouse <laughs> rock and shit? Right, right. Oh, I'm know, just the big three branches of government <laughs> yeah, and shit yeah. like that, but you don't understand what they do yeah. until you get older. Then you start seeing these cases, and when it goes to Supreme Court, and you're like, oh, okay. You know, that's why Muhammad Ali was so great. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, certain people, when you take on the Supreme Court, you know, that's a big thing. You know, so. Just, I mean, just knowing and enforcing your rights. Right, right. Knowing the fact that you can even take something to the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. to the highest court in the land, you know that's a big thing. Even like even something smaller, like a finish your court defending yourself. Right, right. Like things like that is like you have rights you can enforce them. Like, I mean, she definitely. Don't get me wrong. You know, don't go in there like a dumbass defending. You know, a finish your court was an amazing. You know, yeah, law student. You know, what I'm saying what she did was. Unprecedented, you know. A lot of niggas don't got themselves hung trying to do that, you know. Oh like, yeah, just because trying to, I want to defend myself, myself right? Like, no, it's like, nah. You have to be informed and you have to study. And then it. even with her case, there was a lot of things behind the scenes that people don't know about. There was a reason why she got off on that charge. Because don't think if they didn't want it, they would have got her. I mean, it was you know when you actually read what happened in that charge and things like that, like. Yeah, I read her uh, her book. Yeah, it's wrote, amazing. It was, uh, I think before is by Jasmine Guy and she like her. Her and Jasmine Guy was real close and shit, so it was, it was a real cool book. Cause I definitely uh, recommend anybody grab her autobiography if you get a chance. It's a real good read. Yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of people don't understand, you know, we talk about Pocket Light or whatever, but it wasn't like he was some rinky-dink rapper out here. They knew who he was. Like yeah, because he came was, from a lineage. Like, yeah, he, was, he came from a lineage. You know I'm saying yeah. Matulu Shakur's uh, stepson, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Afini, uh, not Afini, Asada Shakur's uh, nephew, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, he, right. Right. It's from a real lineage, so and he, knew, he knew about a lot of stuff behind the scenes that people, you know. So it's a, re- a reason he was that powerful, that young. Yeah, it was. It, it, it comes at knowledge itself. You know, he was definitely chosen. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you know, but yeah, it was like this past said, week is uh, the week he passed too on the 13th. You know the, yeah, it is actually now. That is true. Hmm. That happened this week. Uh, of course, the you know I'm saying Titans. We get to bring back the how about the Titans? Yeah, segments, how about them Titans segments, man? It's, it's, dude, like, it seems like it's been a while for that. Because right. football seems so weird this year. Because first, there's it's, no it started people in the late. Stands. It started late. There was no preseason. <coughs> there was that's a, why uh, a lot of people got hurt this week. It's dude, like, I'm talking about them injuries was ridiculous, man. I'm talking about uh, who else got who was the, big. The Colts lost a bunch of people. The, Colts, the, the San Francisco uh, lost a bunch of people. A couple of quarterbacks went out. Yeah, man, I'm talking about this. has been devastating this week. You're definitely seeing the, the purpose of conditioning. I wonder why it wasn't like that in basketball. Well, basketball, you can, uh, they were still allowed to something much stay in shape. And and, yeah, I guess they were still. It's, it's easier to stay in basketball shape than football shape without right. without formal practice. 
Cause you like we, you have to have the contact in football. Yeah, like, right, to, right. You know what I'm saying get used to the contact. Like have said, your body just, man, bounce shit, back. Man, you're just seeing it though. It's so apparent, man. Where it's like, damn, motherfuckers are just falling left and right. Where it's going to definitely affect this season. This season's already weird. Like I said, there's no fans. It's just weird. Yeah, seeing, especially uh, baseball is doing that too. It's like baseball, the, ain't even know, basketball. Basketball, the cardboard cutouts. Basketball looks a little. It looks a little better though how they're doing it. Yeah, right, right. They're in the dome. Yeah, and just all aesthetically, that. it's weird seeing nobody in the stadium. Yeah, or just a few people in the stadium. It's like, dude, like no noise. You're hearing they the calls the, and the, shit the, now. The fake noise and stuff, and like yeah. they're, they're playing it on the speakers with the fans screaming and shit. Yeah, man, it's uh, because it's such a. I mean, in all sports, I guess home field advantage is a big deal, but especially in football, you know, home field advantage yeah. is everything sometimes. So it's just not having that element. And that 12th man. Yeah, not having that 12th man in the stands. It's like, man, it's going to change a lot of just the dynamics of it, man. You know, like I said, even in the weird senses, like, it's weird hearing them, like, say the calls now. You, like, it's clear. It's 42 left. Yeah. Pick up pancake. You know, you're just like, damn. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, it was like, man. You know, they usually have the audio on, but still, man, it's, like I said, it's going to be a different kind of sports year period, for, I think, for all sports. You know, because even boxing is not having people in the stands, you yeah. know, and, you know, they're counting on pay-per-view. So, it's like, damn, you know, it's just sports without an audience, you know. Shit, all entertainment. Like, uh, we're talking about, like, Mulan, that dropping, and a lot of people talking about how it sucks. But, uh, like, it can't go in theaters, so they're charging, you know what I'm saying, $30 a pop for that shit. Yeah, I mean, it's going to change the way TV is looked at. I mean, already movies were a dying thing, you know. Cause you stream them and so there's so much bootleg now. You know people don't go to the movies unless yeah. you unless it's something you really want to see on like that a type big of movies like or IMAX, IMAX or, or something shit. like that. But yeah, 3D or some shit. But it's like I said, it's gonna make movies more obsolete. You know what I'm saying? And how it's gonna change that whole industry now. Streaming, you know. That's uh, you know, that's what it's gonna come down. I think it's gonna come down to like in sports. Watch, you know. Everything's gonna be pay per view. All your bigger events are gonna start being pay per view and shit now. Yeah, it's now like it's, why wouldn't they charge for it? You know, they showed like a little model of how they might do concerts in the near future. Uh, yeah, like pretty much it's gonna be like an individual pie that you're at, and you have like your seats and shit in there, and somebody will come around and get your like drink orders and shit like that, or you'll have it on an app where you order your stuff and then they say it's ready and you go pick it up. But it's basically like just little. It's like small square fences that you're gonna oh, see. Oh no shit! Like, yeah, like for a concerts. Mm-hmm. How would they do that for hundreds of thousands of people? Though? It's just gonna be like literally like a bunch of little pod, pods. Yeah. So like you're gonna have like a group of your five, six people, whatever. Yeah, in your right, pod, right. And that's gonna be separate from somebody else's little pod. And it's gonna be just a, a that's field gonna of be crazy. Of pods. Yeah, it's almost gonna be like uh, box seats everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So, that would be crazy to think about in a concert. I, but then would you go to a concert? Like think of something like Bonnaroo. That because it like that. Until you're not allowed to like actually like getting crowds, I think that would just defeat the purpose of going to a concert. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. You know, there's no way you're gonna go to Bonnaroo and be a, in a pod. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Just you know? one little location. It's just like, nah, yeah. you're trying to mingle no. around. Yeah. You're trying to. That's part of going is the experience. You know, walking around and you know, I've never been to Bonnaroo. Yeah, me neither. I was never. supposed to go uh, a couple years ago, and it just didn't go. I remember the first year I went to Bonnaroo. I knew this guy named Cliff. Cousin Trav knows him, too. And uh, this was in, like, 2003. He went to Bonnaroo. We never seen him again. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God. We probably worked with this little dude, man, for about a year, man. This little light-skinned mixed kid. 
lived in West Nashville. Never seen him again. He went to the first Bonnaroo. But like I said, you know, before it got cool to black people, I never yeah, see. I, I was like, I nah. Because uh, my homie Josh, oh, this was the dude, you know what I'm saying, I first got to smoking and shit with. Yeah, uh, nah. Me and his brother, they used to go all the time. They're like, we're going to Bonnaroo. And I, yeah. I didn't really know what the fuck it was. I was like. I mean, I knew what it was. Like I, I said, I knew I a lot of people went, but I never seen the idea of going. I was like, I don't Because it was camp. more like a like indie folk band yeah. and shit. And some, yeah, some rock and I was bands. like, dude, I'm not going to stay outside for five days with no shower and, you know, do a bunch of acid, you know what I'm saying, in the sun. It was like, nah, man, I wouldn't go into that. You know, and I remember when it first started happening, motherfuckers were getting popped for Bonnaroo. Man. Yeah. It was yamming motherfuckers for Bonnaroo. Yeah, dude. going back and forth. Man, them first couple of years, they knew motherfuckers had truckloads of just stuff. <laughs> you know? So it was real hot. And I was like, you know, I remember Mother Earth and them used to go and like the black people had a bad reputation. Yeah. And all that. So, you know, it's right, racial dynamics and that shit. And I was like, nah, I ain't going down there with a bunch of I remember of when they folks. first started like actually putting like black people on the bill. Because I remember when Kanye West got on. I remember like, when Outkast got yeah, on. Outkast, Kanye West, yeah. Badu. Badu, you know what I'm saying? I remember when they first started putting them on before it came a true music fest, mm. you know. Now it's that shit's fucking huge now. Now it's capitalized like everything. Yeah, you know it's commercialized and shit. They say it ain't even the same, you know. Cause I went to South by Southwest. It was like the year I went was uh, I went in 2013 and in 2014. But uh, 2013 was fun. But when I went, the people I went with the year before, and it was like it's starting to get like real capitalistic and stuff. And yeah, right. As I'm walking right. around, I see like the big Doritos tent and stuff. And yeah, right. The stage right. is sponsored by MTV, featuring you know what I'm saying Coca Cola. Even shit. the artists and who they yeah. chose to put on, you know what I'm saying. Like I said, there's been some people who's played at some of the festivals. You're like, eh, you know, must be nice to be connected. I guess it's some dope shit though, like that. That first year was was more of the uh, it was more indie bands and shit. Like I saw a Chance the Rapper perform in a bar like the size of the five spot. Oh, that's real, yeah. So that, that was pretty cool. Like getting to see little shit like that. I saw Kendrick perform in a fucking airplane hangar. For real, yeah. This shit. She was hard. It was, uh, when Good Kid, Mad City came out, so it was around that time. It was it was pretty cool, man. But like, just seeing everything get more culture, uh, not culture, corporate and. Uh, you know, even live on the green. And, you know, I remember yeah, live, on, live on the green. In you called me that one time when uh, it was the whalers were down. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> you were Travis. She's like, man, I'm down here in the middle yeah. of fucking. <laughs> yeah, dude, that shit was dope. Yeah. Like I said, you know, even that, you know, it, it's so like I feel like the acts are bigger now. You'll see bigger acts, but I remember seeing smaller acts and being just as many people too. And oh it yeah, was, you know, more for the smaller artists. You know, now it's, you know, live on the green. I wish they would bring it back. That's one thing I miss in Nashville. But, uh, you know, even with that whole thing, you know, especially even the city getting connected onto it. I remember when it was just that, live on the green, and downtown was still just downtown. But now, you know, the whole city playing. It's like a whole weekend festival, like a, a whole month-long yeah, festival. And then yeah. they got the actual weekend festival at the end of it. Yeah. But it's, you know, it is what it is. But, uh it's dope seeing the growth in Nashville, man. Like, yeah, I mean, just the music festivals and things like that. that's what's so funny about this year. It's so much that Nashville's missed. You know, even talking about the Titans, it's like, damn, just to think like that whole weekend, kickoff yeah. weekend. You know, just like, man, that's so much money. And don't get me wrong, there's still some bars and things open. Like we had a Monday night football game. Yeah, a fucking really Monday like... night football game, like in Nashville, and that's a common occurrence now. I remember the first Monday night football uh -huh. game with Keith Bullock, Mister Monday Night, and all them. 
you know, it's uh, you know, it, it's funny. Like I said, you know, this that first game, I was like, damn, it's a Monday night game, and it was kind of like you yeah. can really, really utilize it. Yeah, man. Like I said, it's just everything is so different now, man. And especially in Nashville, man. There's so many events and <coughs> shit that hasn't happened. You know what I'm saying? Because of this COVID shit, man. Like uh, billions of dollars. Oh yeah. Like it, it has to be in the billions, man. Easily. Easily. Especially like with all the, the damage just from the tornado. I everybody mean, I, you talk to in Nashville has been affected. Like I said, you, the cab drivers, the, you know, uh, you and my mom works in the treasury department. It's like in all facets of life. It's like, man, this shit has changed everything here. Like I said, you realize how much of a tourist town it is. Because even now, you know, you're still getting bachelor parties and it's weird how I see people come to Nashville. You know, the CMAs or... Some country music shit was yeah, this was, last week, but they did it on like, they did it like at location, so one yeah. would be at Bluebird, and you know, it wasn't like I think it was the CMA for country. Them. Yeah, I want to say it was like the CMAs or something, man. Something happened. Yeah, they they ain't get to do the fanfare this year. Uh, the oh, African African Street Fest was supposed to be this weekend. Yeah. For, oh my God, that's a Nashville staple. I definitely looking to go in and get some more gear. Right, right. Dude, I mean, all that shit is gone, man. I said, it's just so much in Nashville, like, as far as event-wise, that, you know, you take for granted. Like I said, you know, something as simple as a live on the green or Monday Night Football, like, damn, I would have loved to go down there. You know? But, it, you know, it is what it is, man. I think it is going to come back eventually. But it's never going to be the same. Like, you was talking about just concerts and things like that. It's like, man, this is just such a change in time as far as how we entertain ourselves. Motherfuckers just don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you don't know what to do out here sometimes, man. Like, it's been definitely for, like, the entertainment industry. The, the reset entertainment is, has been oh my it's God, like, man, man. sink or swim, like, you gotta find your way out here. Yeah, that's what we was talking about earlier when we was talking about certain artists, like, you know, now you're starting to see these things like these podcasts and uh, these things like you know, even with the little Boosie shit, you know how, you know, artists Instagram and you're seeing PR stunts and shit. It's like motherfuckers just have to find a new way to be interesting. You know, and it's such yeah, a weird thing. You know, you grab attention. Look at Kanye around. West, man. It's like, I don't even pay attention. I'm like, oh, Kanye West is doing it? Fuck Kanye West. You know, it's this thing is something. But like this this time he's been going on a little rant. It's, it's been less self-centered than the previous ones have been. But I'm just like, but it's right, always kind of, like, yeah. You, you always gotta look at him with a side eye, especially now. Always, it's like with yeah. his track record, it's like, yeah, oh, like, man, it's like, bro, why now or why, why you now? Saying? But uh, with what he's saying now, like, I feel him. Uh, and for like those that don't know, he's been talking about uh, music deals and like publishing and how yeah. different people's contracts or just contracts in he's general. He's talking about how Prince and Michael Jackson and all that shit. Yeah, well, he's like, he's like, we need to restructure contract. He's like, there's no reason to. Uh, company should own masters and I'm saying we're gonna like restructure deals that's and, like saying like it should always be 72 degrees outside it's like how you gonna restructure the business you think motherfuckers don't want empowerment or whatever you know what I'm saying it's almost just like alright Kanye are you gonna do that I mean he's definitely in a position to that's an uh, ideal to to do it. like he's and then uh, he's how you gonna stop people from trying to people. take advantage of people? That's not even <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's like brother, that's not even a finance. You know, artists just need to take the power, and it's like as long as there's gonna be a motherfucker who will sign a 360 deal, that's never gonna work. You know, business is business, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's like even that shit with Kanye. It's just like 
come on, man, with that fucking, uh, that Jalen Smith type shit, you know, all deep about nothing. Like, we, you know, we're artists in contracts, like, hey. It's also, too, it's like. Yeah, man, I feel that, I, bro. I, I definitely feel the surface message of it, but at the same time, it's like you got to look deeper in it. Yeah, it's like, almost hypothetical. It's, it's like. You're a fucking millionaire, bro. No, not even that. Like, just. It's, it was in the the last year or so. He just basically because he was had another rant against going against Universal. It was like I need such and such. I need that's that. what I'm saying. I need equity or I need to be at the uh, this and that. Table. And it's self centered, like you said. It's like uh, a report came out that him and Universal came to a deal and they restructured his contract. That's what I'm saying. And it's like he he does shit like this when he wants it's to restructure his contract. And he's starting to use deal. black people as a tool. You think he's being deep? Like black people looking at him like. It's like, man, my life ain't got nothing to do with fucking Kanye West. I'm never going to sell a million albums, bro. You know what I'm saying? What are you really doing? You know what I'm saying? And he kind of piggybacks that whole, you know, like with the church services and all that shit. It's like, bro, you know, Kanye West does with Kanye West. It's like JC does with JC. And it's like, motherfuckers be thinking like, oh, Kanye West is so deep. He's, he's you know, speaking for us. And it's like, eh. Like you said, just like with that deal. It's like, man, Kanye is doing for Kanye. Kanye is staying relevant. You know what I'm saying? Just like every other artist out here. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, he is an artist. You know what I'm saying? His bread and butter is made off music. Uh, at this point, though, like, music, is, he's he's making more money off his shoes and the clothes and shit. Like, way more money. That's how he's a billionaire now. But it's, music it's not is off the music. basis. Yeah, music you know what is what got him there. That's the, that's the foundation. And that's the what he's going to be known for. Music know? hasn't been his focus for a while. Like, you, yeah. you can hear it in the music. Like, he's not making... But he's still making music. music. Yeah, he's still making music. Of course, but like, you can hear it in the music. It's not his focus right now. So it's... I mean... He didn't have the same... Fight that other people are fighting. Like that's what I'm saying. Kanye it's like, are you gonna, have are you gonna uh, with the average man? Are you gonna up the streams from being a <laughs> right, a, right, a percent of a penny? Yeah, that's like what I'm saying. Stream? Yeah, I'm right. Saying, are you gonna uh, help restructure that? How are you gonna change the music industry, bro? You know what I'm saying. And what does that got to do with black folks? You know, I feel like like we are in music, but it's like, nigga, you talking about your contract or what you want to do? You know, hey man, you know. That's cool. That's for Kanye West. But don't think Kanye West doesn't speak for Kanye West. You know, it's just always some shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, bruh. And it's always like, when it's time to sell some shit. Mm -hmm. Just like anybody else. He's a capitalist just like anybody else. It's like, that man has a billion dollars. It's like, uh, I want to say D.L. Hulu was saying about Nick Cannon. It's like, you can't play both sides of the fence. Like, you can't be like... Fuck corporate America. Right, fuck, right. Fuck the but police then, and all this. But then, like, America, you you're still on the contract and shit. Yeah. Same like Dane good. be saying, like, in with uh, Joe Budden and Charlemagne going back and forth, it's like, it's not the same fight. Either you're going to be independent and fight that fight and take what comes with it, or you're going to take a deal and, you know what I'm saying, take that comfort in having a deal. And it's, either way, it's no, it's no knock and on either side. And niggas be lying about having deals. I was looking at something about Young Dolph and it was talking about how he lies about having a deal. Yeah. I was just looking at, you know, just that whole thing that, like, the industry. With the, the, you know. The Chance the Rapper, the Drake did it. Right, uh, right. Like, it, it's, where, it's at the point where it, it, that's almost a commercial title now. We did it with no deal. You know, it's yeah. just like a, I came from the mud kind of statement. It's like, really nigga, but when you look at behind the contracts, it's like, oh, okay. 
all 300 does on this. And mm-hmm. it was like, man, come on, man. You know, just say you, you know. Because I, like I said, just being a music nerd, like I used to always look at, you know what I'm saying, liner notes and credits and all that shit. And I would see like, oh, this person is, you know what I'm saying, this is the songwriter or this yeah, person that's is what I'm saying. Here, or this, yeah. And see all the little, you know what right, I'm saying. Right, the nuances that, behind it. Like, oh, he's really not quite as independent as you think. There's a reason why he's blowing, you know. Like I said, now that that moniker has became like a, a banner, like Dude, we did it independent, it's like that's not always a good thing, you know. We need big business in music, you know what I'm saying? And it's like it's not saying that we should eliminate them altogether, because like I said, some niggas that's the some best people, thing they got is to sign that deal. Some people you know need saying? the machine. Some people some don't. People need and like I said, some there's no, people there's no knock on either side, but that's it's, what I'm saying. You know, if you're gonna be, you know, what I'm saying preaching this whole independent shit, it's like, like I said, you got to take what comes with that fight, and right? You take right. What comes with that, you know, what I'm saying side of the game, and like, it's it's not gonna be easy. You're gonna not get the same looks, so you, like, don't complain about it. I That's guess what I'm saying. What you gonna take? You know, if you're willing to take that chance to be successful, then and you I, took that chance. And then also, like, if you're gonna take that deal, take what comes with the deal. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, take so, what comes with the deal. You know, what I'm saying. Somebody try to work is, off that. Like, the, the, the basis of capitalism is exploitation. Somebody's only going to sign you because they right. think they can make That's money off of you. That's what I'm saying. Because they can make money off of <laughs> so you. So it's like negotiate the most money you can make and the best deal for you. But at the end of the day, know that somebody is only partnering with you or hiring for you. For their own self-interest. Yeah, to make you know? money off of you. Yeah, it's, like, it's going to be for their own self-interest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. P, like when P said, he was like, he got offered what, like, 10 million or something more he was like if they offer me 10 million I know I can get more so I'm yeah. gonna hold out right right it took him a little longer to get to the bigger bag but he did get to the bigger bag but also too, he could've took that 10 million but also too you had to look at the machine he had like you said if you're gonna run that independent route like you said this man had 40 albums coming yeah. out you know he had that hustle about it and he worked that independent game but if you ain't willing to do to put in the legwork for it then hey that's the thing too is like that's what independence saying. and ownership sounds good but it's like you're gonna that's have to that's the put hard in, road I don't think people understand you're gonna have lot. to wear all them hats you're gonna have to you know what I'm saying wear the manager hat the you know what I'm saying, the the distributor hat. hat the employee the worker the boss you know what I'm saying? yeah that's what I'm saying and that's in any business the, the intern you know what I'm saying yeah like, in any business venture I think a lot of times black folks think like oh we gonna own our businesses and all that it's like to own your own business you have to be the hardest worker there's yeah. no doubt you know people will think that I'm my own business to have people work for me and it's like no <laughs> if you're gonna run the independent route anyway in life I feel like it's like you're gonna have to be the star nigga you know what I'm saying and I don't think a lot of niggas identify with that it's like man the grind is everything you know what I'm saying you're gonna get in what you put out it's that simple you know you're gonna get out what you put in you know what I'm saying it's that simple so it's like the, to take that day. to take that burden upon yourself is a big burden. You know, sometimes it's easier working for people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like I said, that just that comfort and that, that comfort. That, uh, you know that consistency. That, that consistency and then that 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 longevity. You know what I'm saying. I would rather work for Ford for thirty years than try to build a Ford. You know, build a company to go against Ford. It's like man. You know what I'm saying? Them people got a billion dollars to put against you. You know, you're going to build a car eventually and try to sell it to for it. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I can understand why artists is like, okay, I'm going to sign with Columbia. I'm going to sign with, you know what I'm saying? It's like, dude, you know. Because it's like, you want to. How many <laughs> successful 
starter rap labels are there? It's like, yeah. do you want 100% of $1,000 or 10% of $10 million? Dollars. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, saying. that's, you know, especially when we live in the age of big capitalism, where you're fighting giants, you know what I'm saying? It's like, dude. But yeah. I mean, like we always say though, like it's like, do know your worth and know what right, you bring right. to the table, and right. bring something to the table to negotiate. If you if you do want certain terms, or you know what I'm saying, know what you're willing to walk away from and know what you're willing to take. But that, like I said, but if you're gonna fight them giants, you better be the biggest and brightest nigga. You know, <laughs> you better have that no limit company to stand up to them. You know what I'm saying? Because if not, big money gonna eat your ass up. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Big it's money's it's always it's gonna win. Money game. Big dollar take little dollar. You know what I'm saying? It's always how it's gonna work. You know what I'm saying? So you know somebody like Wiz or somebody. You know I can understand how he did it. You know what I mean? Like okay, even Wiz, like he played the quote unquote uh-huh. indie game, but he was right. signed under the table. Yeah. So like, and got on. He was one of the, he was one of the first, <laughs> first ones, ones to do that whole jug. That's what I'm saying. I was reading about him and shit. It's like I don't blame Wiz though. Wiz is one of the biggest rappers out. Hey, you know what I'm saying? In the end, he played it right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what do you want out of the game? What do you want out of the game? You know what I'm saying? How do you want to feed your family? And like I said, if it's in your best interest, don't let the pride of owning your own sometime. You know what I'm saying? Like, in business, you know what I'm saying? It's like, if you owned a, a, a fucking a dumpster truck company, you know what I'm saying? Like my my old homie Henry, his dad used to own a tr- uh, trash company, and eventually they sold the BFI. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He was like, well, you know, it was just changed. They had more money. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So it's like I don't know, man. Like I said, I don't blame rappers. I don't think that's a shameful route. You know, I think the independence thing is getting thrown around too much, and a lot of people are losing money off that. You know, because you ain't got to yeah. sign a lifetime contract. That's, and that's the thing, too. You know, that's the thing. is like, like yeah, you said, just, it's like read your contract. Not you know? that, it's like just, yeah, like you said, education and shit. Educate yeah. yourself on your contract. And like I said, to be able to make the best decision. And a lot of these contracts are, don't get me wrong, like very exploitive. And they're, but like you said, out of 10% there. of a million as opposed to 10% of a, a thousand. Or, or like 100% of a thousand. Like, yeah, 100% like, of a want? thousand. You know, it's like, hey, you know what I'm saying? You know, because like I said, in the day age of hyper capitalism, but you know, like a company like Powerade will sell to Coca Cola because mm-hmm. it was like, damn, you know, we can pump more of that shit out than we ever could. Yeah, it's you're like gonna, you're gonna get it out more. You know, these companies got so much money now. It's like shit. You know, it's money being made in big capitalism. So I see why niggas take the shooter Just like the Ball Brothers We can look at the Ball Brothers Yeah Even like on the music tip It's like uh, There's there's ways you can leverage your stuff Like for instance An example is You can like lease your your catalog So like the company can own your masters For like 10 years Or like 5 years At least you you make money You can negotiate that in Right right, Y'all will own the master for this long And then after a certain amount of years The percentage y'all own goes down To I eventually own my masters Right. You can add shit like that in. It's like, but know what you want going in, and don't just go in to be like, I just want to get paid. Yeah. Because if you go and get paid, they're gonna give you a check and get everything else. That's what I'm saying. Because money is nothing to them. They yeah. can give you enough money to satisfy your black ass. Like, take the Jason Weaver story. Like, his right. mom had to had the foresight to be like, No, we're not gonna take the check for that. We want the equity. Give us, you know what I'm saying, the revenue off of it, 
uh, you know what I'm saying, forever, and he's still getting Lion King checks. Right, right. I was, uh, you know, he just did an interview. Yeah. He was talking about Michael Jackson and all that. Yeah, man. A lot of those child stars, you know, some of them cats, it's like, darn, you don't think about it. Uh, uh, what's uh, Winslow, the older brother, you know, he uh, did something. Darius McQuaid. Yeah, Darius McQuaid. You know, he fucked with Superhead. Yeah. But I was like, why not? Everybody else did. <laughs> Even, you know, it wasn't like a down thing over here. I'm like, well, shit, you know. All right. Yeah, he's got money. <laughs> but nah, man, just some of these cats, it's like, man, you know. Like I said, you, you know, you're going up against big money now, man. The corporations that got money got a lot of it. So your oil companies, your, you know, motherfuckers taking settlements and shit like that. It's like, hey, man, you know, get what you can get, man. Because they got enough money. You know, yeah. money's nothing to these people. These record companies and shit, they got money, man. You know, it's the same people on top. But I do think uh, it's going to shift, man. You know, with this corona shit, man, I do think a lot of economic boundaries are being tested. Like, never before have we seen, you know, this happen. Like I said, money's been fucked up all across the board. My mom yeah. works for the State Department, for the Treasury Department. She tells me, this even with the state, it's a lot of revenue not coming in. It's like, you know, motherfuckers getting questioned. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we was even talking about, like, with the black church and shit. Under scrutiny. Yeah, you know, <laughs> capitalism is being challenged now because it's like, motherfuckers is like, why do I need to pay you? Yeah. If I, you know, if I'm not making nothing, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and that whole question, you know, like I said, even you sitting in the black church, all economic. There's a couple, like, drinks and shit I had on, uh, well, at first I put them on hold and I'm like man I ain't paying this shit like yeah, shit. Right. like oh, fuck you. the bottom of the pile yeah like, like fuck you you know <laughs> what I'm saying like no man like I said never before and a lot of economic rivers are just dried up like we was just talking about the entertainment industry in Nashville it's like think about all that you know I be talking to Uber drivers who be in bands and shit and it was yeah. like you know I was in a traveling band for this long and you know I, I met this dude the other day he was in a cover band He's like, man, I did this shit for like 17 years all of a yeah. sudden. You know, he was driving Uber. He was Eat like, off that shit. Like, that's like what I'm saying. Playing a cover band or just a guitarist or just a drummer. guitarist. Or you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. That whole scene, man, just from the top bottom, you know, the the booker, you know what I'm saying? The DJs, yeah. The DJs. Uh, they had a, a big thing with the venues, uh, Save Our save our Stages going on. We're like, they're raising money for venues across the country. Yeah, man. Like I said, just the people who set up those venues, you know what I'm saying? You're not even thinking about how much little yeah. money is being lost. It's like, like I said, I know people who book parties and party planners and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, motherfuckers who own Airbnb, DJs. You know, DJs, hotels. It's just, I mean, it's top to bottom. It's so much money being lost. Like I said, I, you know, it's things like that. It's like, man, that's a, a billion dollar industry all of a sudden in jeopardy. You know, we were just talking about sports. It's like, I was even thinking about the NFL. It's like, think how much revenue they're That's what I'm saying. They're going to start streaming that shit or something because it's like, nah, think about how much revenue is being lost. Just nobody's at the game or it's like a couple of hundred people at the game. It's like, dude, that's, man, a, <laughs> at least 20 million a game. You know what I'm saying? Just from revenue for the city. Yeah, and concessions. Concessions, uh, jersey parking. sales. Parking, alcohol, shit. bars, bars, gas stations, restaurants, like, hotels, you know, entertainers like to entertain the, those people. When LeBron left Cleveland, yeah. like, the economy um, went down. Right, the, the economy. The entire economy. Right, that's what I'm saying. Of one person. Of one person. They still had a team. 
And then people talk about like Basketball players are overpaid. It's like, nah, look what they're bringing to this. That's stage. what I'm saying. Like, all athletes, man. That's what I'm saying. All athletes. It's like they're, genera- they're generating revenue. Think about the Caleb Plant fight, how much went down in the city that fight. That's what I'm saying. All athletes and entertainers, man. It's like, you don't think about how much that generates, man. You know what I'm saying? It's the economy, you know. Uh, they had Coach K talking about, the, uh, he was on, on uh, ESPN like a week or so ago talking about the. NCAA tournament how it needs to come back he was like man I don't know how we need to do it but we need to have the tournament he was like that that basketball tournament generates like 98% of the revenue for schools oh wow just that one tournament wow yeah damn but I can see that yeah yeah damn but that's another uh, argument for paying these kids and like I said they took the step forward to uh, let these kids go out and you know what I'm saying get different deals or whatever so yeah they, right, they get right. Paid I mean they're working but, on it but Especially in these times, especially when you see pro athletes making the money, it's like, hey, if they can do it in pro, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying with this COVID shit. Like, you know, they're letting them play pro football. They're letting them play pro basketball. It's like, hey, let them kids play. You know what I'm saying? You know, form a system, form the safest way possible for them. Yeah, you know, I'm talking about like having like basically each conference have a bubble. Yeah, and things like that. You know, whatever solution they need to come with. You know, what I'm saying it's like, nah, they should let those kids play. You know, because that's just it's so much money being lost. You know, what I'm saying. I said, man, you know, seeing it now, man, it's funny how the the little things that since this shit has happened are just popping up. You know, the shit that you just didn't see, like, damn. You know, I didn't think about these people. You know, the barbers not making money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, fuck, little shit like that. Like, damn. You know, this shit's crazy, man. It's been like, fuck. It's been nine, eight months into this shit. Nine months into this yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, six. Well, if we say it's now started in January. I was yeah. like, God damn. Seems it's been a long ass year. It has, man. This year's just been dragging by, man. This thing was so long. You know? At the same time, going fast. It's like, damn, it's mid-September right now. Like I said, it went by slow to me, man. It's just been the longest. It feel like it's been three parts, man. And like I said, because I've known so many people who died this year. Yeah. That it's, it's been like, damn, man. I'm talking about a handful of death, nigga. It's been a lot of loss. It has, man. Just even stars. Why? You know, Jesus Christ. Black Panther died, you know. It's like, damn, Chad, Kobe, Kobe, you know, and that seems like a lifetime ago. Uh, have you been hearing the stuff about what his wife, you know, his mom, <laughs> his wife kicked her mom out the house yeah. and all that shit? And then you know what they said, you know, what the cop said to uh, LeBron, and she replied about it. Oh, what happened? Well, the cop, uh, you know, the sheriff got killed in Compton. Uh, what was that last week or this week? Yeah. Last week. And, uh, you know, he challenged LeBron to put up uh, the same amount of money that everybody else was putting up for to find the killer. And his wife was like, basically like, fuck you. Y'all took pictures of my husband and my child while they was dead in a helicopter and put them online. It was like, you can't even control your officers. Like, get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? I respect her for that, but. You know, there's a lot of rumors like she's supposedly like getting a new dude and all that. And it's like people are sick, man. People are just so sick. Like I said, the, the man, cops took girl. pictures of her dead wife and child to put them up to sell them. And they got the nerve to question LeVon about putting up some money for some. I almost feel like it was other cops who probably killed those cops. 
you know, they already in, under investigation, you know, for corruption. Oh, they were? Yeah, uh-huh. The Compton uh, Sheriff's Office. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about those specific cops. Yeah, you know, they got called, they had that cop gang, mm-hmm. you know, that Nazi cop gang and all that shit. And that's what I'm saying. It was like, it was probably other cops who killed that cop, you know. Just seeing that shit with the protests, like I said, that shit all, you know, it's still going on, man. It's like, dude, you know, this fight's going to be monumental coming up on November 3rd, man. It's so much yeah. shit just, it's so many people on the other sides. Like, it's going to be a fight. I feel like it's going to be blood, dude. Like, it is, man. People, this shit is like religion now, man. People are just, you know, embedded. We are on the brink of civil, civil war. We are. Like, I think society is, like. It, there's a thin line going on right now. I think people don't quite see it as much. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's been a lot of suffering on both sides. You it's know, a lot of misguided anger. Misguided anger. I mean, I, I feel like it's been a lot of suffering, man. You know, with yeah, this every, economic every, situation and shit like and that. Everybody's mad and everybody's... You know, people are suffering. Lifestyles are Going change, through it. But you know... Everybody's uh, being manipulated to, as well. Well, I, I do think... Yeah, you know, I'm always going to shoot for peace and want people to get together and all that. You know, I don't know, man. Sometimes it's hard not to choose a side. You know what I'm saying? I always try to look at the middle on every situation. I do believe in right and wrong. Yeah, you got to look at situations uh, nuanced. Right, but I like, do understand is, politics like said, today. Right, yeah. right and wrong. But I do look at politics today, and I understand how manipulating it could be. You know, whether it be politics of religion, economic politics... You know, racial politics. You know what I'm saying? Everything. There's a a new Netflix like movie slash documentary called The Social Dilemma, and it's talking about how uh, just social media and different apps and stuff have actually are are manipulating behavior and just manipulating thoughts and how people are acting and just maneuvering in society. And part of it is, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying uh, moving towards this civil war that we it seems imminent on the horizon but why is it a war between us though I, you know I feel like the manipulation is it should be between the poor and the rich it should be like the French Revolution where we yeah. have an aristocracy in America and it's like we don't realize it's like these niggas is eating that's what I'm saying like that's why I say it's misguided like all this anger and shit like we should be like you said yeah it's really between the poor and the, the rich the poor should be you know what I'm saying the, attacking this 1% and you know what I'm saying breaking it down, but it, they got us fighting within each other, right? Over statues and and things that just trivial, really. It's really trivial things, even though they yeah. go way back. It's, but it, it, some of it's unanswered questions. It's like, look, you know, we're gonna have to get this black and white thing together. We're gonna have to get this poor and rich thing together. You know what I'm saying? It's not gonna last anymore. We're gonna have to get this prison thing together. We're gonna have to get this cop shooting thing together. It's like what we're saying, like, look, man, we're not dealing with this in the 22nd, 21st century. You know what I'm saying? It's 20 years in the 21st century, and we're still dealing with shit from the 30s. And I think it's a reckoning in America where it's like a lot of those questions, like I said, about race, about sexism, about, you know, it's shit we've been dealing with since the 20s. You know what I'm saying? It's like, look, we're going to have to get this Christian movement. We're going to come to the bottom with this shit. You know what I'm saying? With everything like it's all division like there's sex in Islam there's sex in you know what I'm saying all type of different shit like that's what I'm saying like this there's even the, like the black movement the woke movement there's the you know what I'm saying the whole tips the black Israelites you got the Moors you got you know what I'm saying you got, it's so much division everywhere you know what I'm right, saying right right it's just that's what I'm not, saying not, about reparations we can't even decide who is black 
Yeah. You know like, what I'm saying? The, uh, you know what I'm saying? You know, they had the ADLS movement, but then uh, Tariq and she got FBA, which is, uh, they call it the Federal Black Americans. Right. Which is basically like, then their beef and their clashing and shit. And right. They're right. basically saying the same it's like shit. Blue Magic CCO type shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's, it's, it's divide and conquer working at its finest because they're like I said all the puppeteers we're divided and then we're divided against the other race and that's the whole thing with black folks it's like we ain't together you know it always kind of comes down to that too you know it's just like there's so many questions that we've had to ask you know the motherfuckers been talking about like coronavirus and relationships you know what I'm saying motherfuckers just been going through it you've seen all these divorces and shit and it's just like you know we've had to ask ourselves that question how we feel about love, you know what I'm saying? And even in relationships in America, you know, what that what that really means and what that's about, you know what I'm saying? What is love? What is love, <laughs> you know? But really, that's what, that's, you know, what it's, it's going to boil down to. Because once the money stopped, it was like everything came screeching to a head and it was like all of a sudden we have to deal with shit. Because before that, you can just cover yourself and get money. All of a sudden, the corona hit. I got to work. Yeah, I got to work. I got to do this. I have to do this. Yeah, I have to stay busy. This shit forced us to sit there and look at each other and be like, all right, why are we friends? (laughs) You know, it's motherfuckers I I can talk to. It's just like motherfuckers is like, why are we friends? You know? I've seen a lot of like people around me too. It's like people are going through with their associates and friends and stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a time for, you know, it's conflict now. Trimming the fat. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's literally essential. Like, what's essential? Who's essential in your life? Like, you don't have time for bullshit no more. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's like, shit's <coughs> real out here. I ain't got time for stupid shit. You know. But like I said, I, I think it's a reckoning amongst the world, man. You know, and I think we're seeing what America is like. We're about the stupid shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like we can't even agree upon the disease. Everybody else is dealing with it and shit. It's like, man, this shit is. Like every other disease, but like I said, it's like we live in a country where motherfuckers will willingly give you herpes. Man, I'm in. Uh, I was in Chicago this past week, and even the difference between like northern and southern handling of the like just wearing the mask. Yeah, right. Every like then everybody up there like is like walking around like not just in stores and shit, but like literally like walking around with masks on and shit. Here it's like. Motherfuckers are bucking it. I'll be damned if I wear a mask. You know, it's that kind of mentality. Even though it could save a life, motherfuckers is like, I don't care. You know, it's just the principle that I have to wear a mask. It's like, you know, kind of like what your brother was talking about in Germany. It's funny when, you know, people, who, the country that's taking care of it is like, damn, this is what we're supposed to be doing. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, man, America, man, it's like, like I said, man, it's so divided that even something as big as this. You know, it can be skinny and, and it's crazy, like seeing like because there's a bunch of all the videos circulating of people just wilding out about the mask shit. And it's like, if you really don't want to wear a mask, you really don't have to because it's written in. But if you're so up, uptight and about someone saying something to you about it, yeah, then because like I've been in Target and I was like, you know, what I'm saying just walked in like I, I have a mask on. They're like, do you have a mask? I'm like, nah, did y'all. Blah blah, it's in the, the rules, and they're like, "All right, whatever, just keep going." And it's not been a big deal, but I didn't like raise the fucking ah, it's my rights and blah blah blah, and this this, and I've also, you know what I'm saying, walked out of the store. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I don't got a mask, my bad," and just left. 
But it's, it's not a big deal to you know what I'm saying. Dude, I've, I've been around people and motherfuckers to call me out like, hey, man, you got to wear a mask. My bad, big homie. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like, just don't make a big deal. I went to the post office and they were like, can you just step out for a second if you don't have a mask? And they're like, just wait till everybody gets done. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, right. It's, right. it's not a big it's not a big deal, but it's, and a, it's, it's, a, it's a bigger issue. Like, cause they're getting all upset. It's just cause they're being told not to do something. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. It's like with them booing at the uh, NFL players and shit, with them locking arms and stuff. It's like it's not about the kneeling. It's not about this. It's a bigger issue. It's like it's you. Yeah, it's you. It's the bigger issue of racism and uncomfortableness, and people not willing to talk about it. It's like you really don't want equality. Yeah, you you just don't want equality. You don't even want us to talk about that. <coughs> like, nah, man. You know, talking about you know sports are not the time and all that, and you know every reason except the reason of why it's being done. That's what I'm saying. It's like motherfuckers with the mask. It's almost like I'll see people. I don't know white people and stuff who say like. I would not even go out just because I have to wear the mask. So it was like, I was talking to an old white couple not too long ago, and it was like, well, now we haven't been going to church. And I'm like, so you wouldn't go to church and out of respect for your church members, just wear a mask so you might not infect them. You might not. We don't know if it's true or not, but you might not, you know. And it's like, doesn't that defeat the purpose? You know what I'm saying? It's like, you didn't want to go to church in the first place. It's just like I said, it's, it's not about that. It's like, or is your faith ain't even about that? Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If I went to a place where my elders was at, and I know I might not be able to infect them with a disease that might not kill me but kill them, when you wear a fucking, if you had to wear a nose pad, when you wear, a, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, or a cup, you know, why would you be? I'm not gonna wear, you know. Sunglasses, so I don't infect everybody. It's like, dog, like, come on, man. It's not that big of a deal, you know. Like I said, it's so just people are just. It's not even whether it's a health benefit or not. People are just like, I, you know, this is how I feel, and this is what side of the line I'm on, and I'll be goddamn. Yeah. It's like whether you believe it or not, you know what I'm saying. That shouldn't be the purpose, you know what I mean? It's not what I believe, but it's what's for the greater good too. You know, I don't get mad at people for telling their kids about Santa Claus. You know yeah, what I'm saying? What I'm like, like, hey, man, that's your right. You know what I'm saying? That's your kid. Do your thing. You know, if you want your child to believe that, okay, that's cool. But be informed. And like I said, don't just be so radical about this shit. That's right, right. You know, that's like the Merry Christmas people. It's like, you know, oh, you know, I've had white people come and be like, oh, I'm glad you said Merry Christmas. And it's like, I don't give a shit. I just say it, you know. <laughs> Okay, about Christmas, you know, people take little issues with shit like that all the time. People just like to, like I said, it's the, the people like to take the differences of shit. And yeah, or even like it's on, online. Like people look at like the the one little negative comment. It'll be a whole bunch of comments of. Hey, I fuck with you, bro. I'm saying that shit was cool. Yeah. Blah, blah. They take that one little comment is, oh, that shit was whack. And you know I'm saying dwell on that and respond to that little comment. Yeah, that'd be the one they respond to. Fuck these haters and shit. It's like, nah, you get focus on the love, focus on the positive. Right, right. Oh, why do we always have to go against the grain with each other too? It's like, goddamn. 
you know, what's best for all of us. You know what I mean? And I think that's what people is trying to say. It's just like, what's best for all of us in these new times? Like, goddamn, we're so tired of, you know, doing what's best for them or, you know, going through the bullshit, man. You know, you just get to that point where it's, you know, I just think it's a time where, like I said, it's 2020, man. It's like, goddamn, 2020, it's damn near like the Jetsons out here. But social yeah. economically is worse, you know, and it's just like, you know, why is everything else so much better and this still sucks so bad and it's actually getting worse, you know? I think it's because we're still dwelling on the, you know what I'm saying, low-hanging fruit. Like you said, the, the whole black-white thing and the whole, all this other shit, like this, it's low-hanging fruit. It's just, it doesn't even matter in the end. Yeah, in the end, you know, but it, it does matter because when that's all you got. And I think with a lot of races... I mean, it matters so we we put the energy into it. But it's like, if we start looking at these things as a, a, a human issues, it's like, we don't need new laws. We don't need new rights and shit. It's like, we, don't we need, need new prisons. We need you know, this shit but, enforced. This, you know what I'm saying? We need the equal enforcement of the rights that, are, that we have in the Constitution. You know what I'm saying? That's the issue. Right, right. It's like if we, look, if, if we, we looked at if if we looked at the the uh, you know what I'm saying the issue is man this dude you know what I'm saying was supposed to be apprehending another dude and stepped on his neck and killed him you're gonna look at it different than you know what I'm saying a black man got killed by a white officer you know what I'm saying it's gonna strike a different nerve with you rather than just being a human thing it's gonna be you know what I'm saying this black and white thing and that. Fuels things on both well, sides. it would have been human if it would have been black man killing white man. You know, that's the problem. It would have been human. You know, when we kill them, oh my God. Yeah, because it would be like man shot by an officer. You know, it would have been, that's what Breonna Taylor and shit like that, you see how they're trying to smear her and she was in a drug ring and all that and it's like, it would be different if that was some white people and y'all walked in and just shot them up. You know what I'm saying? And shot her eight times. You see, they got a, they gave her family a settlement. You know what I'm saying? All respect to the family and everything. I mean, that's it. what I'm saying. Like we was talking about earlier. I respect that. Take that toy a million. That's but what you're going to get. It, 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 those settlements usually come with something. It's like that, either the family isn't allowed to say nothing anymore. And that's why like the officers aren't getting... Uh, but we don't know. We don't know, though. Yeah, we, we don't, we know, don't what know what it, That's what I'm saying. We don't know what but it is. A, a lot of times they do come with that, you know what I'm saying? The NDAs where you're like, all right, you took the money, now it's basically over. That means you're not going to pursue it, uh, you know what I'm saying? Criminal cases. Like I right. said, we don't know for sure. We don't know. A lot, a lot of times you know that is in these things. Right. So, but, I mean, you know, it's just like Bolton John, you know. We don't know what his family got out of there. If not just closure for themselves, you know what I mean? Yeah, because I, I, I can't uh, really comment on I'm saying how what you should do if somebody got killed in your family. You know, you don't know how you would deal with it because you don't know what they would come at you with. And these are nationally known cases. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so there's no telling what they came to do with. We were just the shit that hadn't been televised. That's what I'm saying. What was really going on? You know, so. uh I said shout out to her family Like I said I've heard that theory before And I was like shit It was like 12 million I was like alright 
make them pay you, you know. Because we don't know. They could now they can have money to really go against it or or put behind some sort of movement behind like you know, they got yeah. a law change behind that. Yeah, they uh that, that's the thing too, like they her family made sure that there was yeah. different laws and stuff yeah. put into it. It was like not not just the money. It was like we want the, like different things put in. So like that's what I'm saying. They, they can't gotta, do the no knock warrants. They can't do the no knock warrants. Like so I never and respect just the, that. Like, what it what it brought the light it brought to that type of situation. Even like, no knock warrants. It's kind of like what we was talking about. Is like know what you got at the table mm-hmm. and know your leveraging points. Right, so, and take what you can get. You know what I'm saying? It's, like I said, it ain't what you can get is what you can. Do. Well, it ain't what you, you know what I'm saying, I work with what you can negotiate. Right, right. So, uh, you know, shout out to her, man. But, uh, you know, I definitely think that was a situation like that, man. And, it, and like I said, you know, it, you know, the chick who shot both them, John, is trying to get out of jail next year. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get out of jail, you and know. probably will. And she probably will. You know what I'm saying? That's the fucked up part about it. And it's like, I'm not surprised. I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, this. Like you think she, you thought she wasn't, you know? I mean, she didn't do no jail time from the beginning. She wasn't gonna do no jail time. Like man, come like on, this shit ran like a script. Yeah, I'm talking <laughs> about like a script, man. You know, that's crazy. Seeing, uh, seeing everything play out. Oh man, that shit was ridiculous, man. Man, I really feel like it's a, just a blessing being born in that, like our generation of the, like the '80s and stuff, because we got to see like the tail in and get the game from like the previous generation like the the, the people who were born in the 70s or whatever and the 60s and all that you know I knew Vietnam veterans and yeah. things like that yeah and then also see the that digital cool. age and stuff like we yeah. didn't grow up with the you know what I'm saying the cell phones and all that but we're in between yeah. you know yeah I, that is a cool thing you know it's definitely a particular thing about us you know what I mean like the pre- um, we were adults when not we were, like, we were 18, 17 when 9-11 happened and shit like, so. but I think that's why like you see kids now like kids are buck now you know just, just seeing these 18, 17 especially since all these protests and shit been happening it's like man the kids are buck now and it's cool for them to be our kids though yeah you know it's like you know I feel like our generation was the first one to start really bucking it you know like my brother and them generation was crunk but it was still a, a structure about them we were the first ones that cross races and you know transcended you know what I'm saying genres and shit like mm-hmm. that and made it cool for our kids you know we begin that kind of whole thing we were different you know what I'm saying yeah definitely like the generation I guess well I guess we technically early millennials early millennials early you know millennials, I was born in 83 you was born in generation Y or generation X yeah tail end generation X you know what I'm saying you know, a lot of our influences were from Generation X. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That was just a couple of years before, especially for the early 80s babies like me and you, you know, 81, 82, 83. So, like I said, I, you know, I do like that. It's like this, and especially the kids, you know, the 12, you know, 13 on under these kids. I'm like, man, I can't wait to see when they grow up. They're really yeah. going to be on some shit. Like, kids born in the 2000s and shit. Yeah, like, the one born into the millennial, you know what I'm saying? First decade millennials, you know, that 2008, 2007 to 2010 kind of, like, damn, I want to see when they grow up, man. They're really going to be just, because you just see them now, man. They don't even have a gender. <laughs> you know, they're gonna be some soldiers though, but I can just see it with them. It's yeah, like, them niggas is, they they're hard. not gonna be bar shit though. They're not gonna take shit, you know. 
in all touch with their social feelings. norms. Yeah, they're very in touch with their feelings. That's they one know thing, what like, they want. You know I, what I'm saying? Like, I, part of our generation too is like the we're kind of emotionally crippled. I would yeah. say, it's, at least uh, as far as a, a male standpoint. Yeah. Right. Right. I can definitely understand that. Yeah, being emotionally crippled. That's one thing having Felix. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause dude is he definitely knows like what he feels and shit. That's and what I'm saying. That's how kids like, are. They're very emotional. You know what I'm saying? They're very in tune, in tune, and yeah. very uh, expressive about his emotions. So that's it's what I'm saying. They're gonna do what they feel. You know what I'm saying? That. Like I said this these new kids, like I said, the ones behind these one. Like I said, these protests, man, really just let me know a lot about them. It's like I don't know, man. I can't yeah. knock them, man. I, I think I was wrong about them in some sense. Like, yeah, you think they, like but we, I can just see their energy. They're just like, no, nah, they're not gonna take no for an answer. It's definitely like, like no. hard on them for a little bit, but yeah, yeah, man. As this I, thing I, I is respect grown, these kids, man. especially doing this COVID shit, man. Like I said, they're the ones. You see lighting the fires and shit, and you're like, man, that's real. Get money. You know what I'm saying? Money. Yeah, they get money off the net and shit. You know what I'm saying? They don't flip the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, like I said, these little motherfuckers is genderless. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, we was on some pimp shit. You know, we wanted to oppress women coming up. You know, them niggas don't even see the difference. You know what I'm saying? So they it, it's. want to be women. Yeah, they but they don't see no. It's not like that. But I, like I said, they don't see. They you know they're so in tune emotionally and been raised by generations of women. It's like they you know they don't even see. You know they believe a woman is as powerful as they are. Just that simple belief. You know what I'm saying? You know you'll see little groups of niggas and be a little dyke chick to hang with them. I didn't hang yeah. with a dyke chick. You know what I'm saying? I did my homegirl Kelly man. <laughs> Shout out to Kelly man. It was like. She's been the same since shit. Right. We was in, what, fourth, fifth grade together? Yeah, pretty school. much, yeah. She grew up with all brothers and shit, though. But she was, like, real tomboyish and shit. That's the one I was the homie. She used to hoop, play football. Right. Simone. My brother and them grew up with her morphodite. That was a big-time drug that got killed out years. Next time Bug come back, I'm going to get him to talk about the, the legend of Tuesday in East Nashville. It was a chicken... T- a dude chick named Tuesday they grew up with. Trav know her too. I'm in fact when cousin Trav come over here, I'm gonna ask him to talk talk about Tuesday. Going up. <laughs> RIP Tuesday. That's some real East Nashville shit, motherfuckers. You had to be from my right back when Golden them was alive. Marlo. When Marlo got killed. Okay, I wasn't in the city then. That was nineteen ninety three. I don't know. I was a child. But bugging them grew up with a homophobic. But it's a funny story, like them just growing up. Cause I remember, it, but she was older by the time she got killed. And, you know what I'm saying? This dope boy girl. I don't. You know what I'm saying? But this was in the early '90s. But it's a funny story. This them. I remember when they told me about it. It was like, y'all grew up with a homophobic. It was like, yeah, the whole story. And this was in the '80s. So you know, it's. I mean. Like I said, I think our generation was the first ones to deal with the gay shit. Yeah. You know, I can remember when that became a accepted thing. Like I said, even now, like I said, looking at the kids now, it's like, man, them niggas is genderless. Like, like we was like, man, they be gay and shit. And it's like, looking at them now, it's like, man, they, you know. We had, we, we had the gay jokes and shit, but we was also like. 
more. It was. It was a no gay. The was jokes a and shit, thing. but it was yeah. more like on the inclusive side. Of course, like yeah, we was kind of hard on niggas and shit. Yeah, but right, right. It was kind of more like just including them on it because I mean comedy was more harsh or whatever. And but just that's what I was about to say. Like I, I remember just seeing gay people. Like I said, gay was known by the time we yeah. grew up. So you had like you know gay characters on TV and stuff like that. So it was just you know. We knew it was like, oh, that's the you. It was more accepting, you know what I'm saying? That's when the the whole <coughs> gay movement. I remember, nigga, in like 2005, when I used to work at like PF Change, a park one day, and this gay dudes everywhere. And I didn't realize it was a gay parade in Nashville then. So I'm parking that morning, and it's this dudes with their head in the and I remember going to the PF Change like, man, what the fuck is going on, man? <laughs> and this was in Centennial Park. I used to park in Centennial Park yeah, and walk across the street. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, that was, like I said, man, it's like 2006, 2007, you know what I'm saying? And just that whole Church Street area and, you know what I'm saying? Chicks in Nashville always wanted you to go to a gay club. The man. gayest club I ever went to was, uh, what was that shit? Uh, Lord Noise. But it was like dyke gay. Man, I'm talking about me and Charles, Charles Cox. Man, we used to go to that motherfucker on Wednesday nights and party, nigga. I'm talking about me and be the only dudes in there. But it was it was slim. I'm old school East Nashville. So nigga, we used to go in there, man. I'm talking about dog. Love noise. Wednesday nights, like 2007. Bruh. I'm talking about, man. Hey, that early Love Noise era. Man, Love Noise was that spot, dude. Like I used to drive from Clarksville up to hit Nashville. To go to Love Noise. Every Sunday for like a good year and a half just do like they had a little uh, bar at the bar car no nah, I'm not talking about station. I'm talking what's the gay club in East Nashville you're talking about uh, Lipstick Lounge Lipstick Lounge yeah, nah, yeah. That's what I'm, talking, I'm talking about talking Lipstick right. Lounge nah, yeah <laughs> nah not Love Noise nah Love Noise nigga we was wearing college shirts in there I thought Live Love Noise Lipstick was, Lounge nigga Lipstick Lounge dude I'm talking about Wednesday <laughs> nights Lipstick Lounge me and Charles Cox bruh that was right before I asked I had and shit, nigga. We was in there. I'm talking about dinger. Living it up. But that was the gayest club I ever went to. I never went to the ones like on the actual, uh, actual gay club. Yeah, so. what was the what one was that used to be on Church uh, Street? What the, oh, what the fuck was that called, man? Uh, play. Play, yeah. yeah play and Tribe or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, nah, dude. Right over there by the weekend and yeah, shit. Yeah, by the weekend and all that shit. That's that's why I never really partied over there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I always knew there's the gay district. I was I was like, man, that's the... Nah, dude. I'm right. I was getting to it. That one motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Walking down the street. <laughs> Did you just leave play? No. Nah, <laughs> why was you over there? What was you doing? Nah, I left the show at the end and shit. I ain't had no whip at the time. So this one I was yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Walking or hopping on the bus. So I would... uh. Instead of grabbing a taxi, I'd walk from the show at the end, and uh, I'd shit, grab me a blunt or whatever, and be smoking and walk downtown to the bus stop and shit, yeah. head out to Parkwood, or either uh, get a cab from out there to go to Parkwood, because it'd be cheaper just to go from downtown to... to yeah, yeah. So, you know I'm saying? I'd take me the little, you know what I'm saying, 15, 20-minute walk. Parkwood, nigga. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I went to the shell, the shell we got pulled over at. Yeah, I I walked over there and that's where I first the, the motherfucker I first seen him at this shit and like he was yelling some shit out the windows. I'm like, all right, whatever. And nigga ended up following me and shit. So it was just yeah. one dude in the car. Yeah, it was just dude in the car. What and did he say initially? He wanted to suck my dick. No shit. Yeah. Did he have money? 
Did they have a one on the other car? Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I got $1,200. Nigga, what? <laughs> yeah, my finger's still fucked up. I'm trying to break, yeah, break that window. <laughs> so, he, so he says that, and he's following you. Yeah, like, nigga, I'm walking a couple blocks and shit. And, uh, I Is he like an obviously gay dude? Like, what? Yeah. What, just <laughs> so I pulled out my knife and shit. I'm, so what gave you the point that he was obviously gay, like? How he said you, or you could just tell. Like, he was like, "Hey, hey!" For the first, uh, like I said, first, I was walking down past, like when I left the uh, gas station, I had a, uh, I was rolling my cigar and shit, just walking or whatever, and uh, you drove by and blew the horn. I was like, "Hey!" And I was like, "What the fuck?" So I just kept walking. I was like, "All right, whatever." Probably just a drunk motherfucker on West End. Yeah, right, right. I'm, you know what I'm saying, walking or whatever, and uh, the car comes back, and he's like, "Hey, what are you doing, blah blah?" And I was like. So yeah, he stops and rolls down the well, window. Well, he like, like slows down and shit. I'm like, yeah. rolls down the window. I'm looking around like, all right, whatever. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, right. I think he wants to like buy a sack or some shit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, man? <laughs> yeah, but then he's like, hey, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, uh, and he does like a little like, blowjob motion and shit. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, nigga, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? Like, get the fuck up out of here. And then like, he like uh, drives off and shit, and then I, I'm still walking or whatever. So I, you know what I'm saying, uh, take a left from the gas station and shit. So I'm, I'm like, I fuck it, I'm gonna take bus this little block. So uh, the nigga pulls up again. I'm like, man, get the fuck up out of here. I was like, I pull up my knife. I was like, you know what I'm saying, like I, I, I ain't, I ain't got anything against you or whatever. But you know what I'm saying, I ain't with that shit, bro. <laughs> you like pulled out your knife and didn't explain. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't want to stab my game man. <laughs> <laughs> But I will if I have to. If you get too gay with me. <laughs> so he pulls off the Don't we get extra gay, bro? <laughs> so then I walk. I, I get, I'm walking down the little block. This is like, oh, damn, what uh, what street is that? I can't, but uh, I get, end up getting to Church Street. Yeah. And he, I get to the corner there, and that's when he uh, pulls up at the edge. He's coming down Church, and I am uh, hit the little side street, and I get to the corner right there, and he stops again. So I walk up to the uh, passenger window, and I'm... I try to. I'm trying to like. Yeah. I ain't thinking about it, like you can't fucking punch a window out, nigga. But so did you feel threatened by my like? What did you? Feel yeah, like it was just was like, do? nigga, like what? I don't know. It's just instinct, like nigga. Like I was gonna snatch the nigga out the car, or whatever. Yeah. At just, some like, point, nigga, it was just like. Yeah, it's right, like this is the third time you pulled up on me, like nigga. Yeah, like, like dog. At this point, like yeah, it's getting really weird. Yeah. You know so so it was just like. So a, what is he saying each time he pulls up? Is he just like, come on, man. Let me suck your dick. <laughs> Basically, yeah, it's like, right, it's like really just well, fucking. So awkward. was he real masculine with it? He was like, "Look, bro, <laughs> I'm just saying, man." Dude look like fucking uh, Demarco on the no street. shit, yeah, <laughs> no shit. That's funny. Huh. Yeah, it was just fucking like real weird and shit. But yeah, my fucking hand is still fucked up. Did he that have shit. Nashville tags? Yeah, it was a fucking Nashville car. Like I don't remember the fucking tag number and shit. But, but it was at Tennessee tags. Yeah. Cause yeah, I'm like, at some point, would you have gotten his tags? Like, Jesus Christ, this nigga! I remember you called me that night. It was like, man, this yeah. nigga just tried to rape me. <laughs> I said, like, what the fuck is this? Did shit? you think he was gonna pull out a gun and rape you? Like I said, I don't know, Get but I was call. like, shit. This is the last time. Because at this point, it's like, I, right, I'm finna act first. <laughs> yeah, so like right. I said, I was finna snatch the nigga up in the car. Like, I don't know if I was finna stab him or nothing, but I was finna be like, hey. Well, I guess if you try to fight back, go start spitting in your eyes. Like, I got AIDS. <laughs> yeah, it's just all. Licking your face. <laughs> I got AIDS. A weird ass moment. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was like, why did you get aggressive? At some point, did you feel like he was going to try to attack you? 
like I said, it was just like the niggas. Was it like, get away from me? Yeah, it was like, because I was like, bro, making me feel weird. Yeah, it was just like, it was just weird. It was like, bro, like, I don't get into this gay niggas and shit, but it's like. I got this blood and thick needle. You know what's sticking in here? That's what I'm saying. You want a mixtape or something? Like, what the fuck all, man? Yeah, it just. Did I wait on you one night? <laughs> you crazy homosexual. <laughs> yeah, that was my fucking experience. <laughs> yeah, that's a gay story. Like I said, I never went to the gay club, man. Like I said, we yeah, was never. Um, I never had the inclination to. Mm-mm. But he, like you said, like chicks was always like, hey, come on to the gay club or whatever. Yeah, dog. Especially when we were working in the restaurant industry. Uh, yeah, oh my God, chicks all the time. <laughs> No, I'm not gonna be your black friend in the fucking gay club, bitch. <laughs> no, uh, uh-uh. I'm trying to bone y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fuck that, man. You know it wasn't going down like that then. I just couldn't. And like I said, I was that dude who would go to different kind of clubs. Like I said, you know, we went out uh, out east and shit to the, but it was like a lesbian club. You know what I'm saying? And. uh you know, as far as like playing tribe and shit, man, I would just hear stories like the bartenders don't have on shirts or everybody's on GHB, <laughs> especially in the old days and shit, man. It was just like, Jesus Christ, I can't be seen in there. Like, uh, I remember uh, one time we went to uh, uh, the world's largest adult bookstore <laughs> with this chick. So, okay, we go in there, whatever. It's like probably like one in the morning. And we're like, all right, we're going to go to the dirty movie part downstairs. This is the world's largest adult bookstore, the one you can see off I-65. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but in Nashville, that shit was grimy. You know, this is back in the old days, like 2000. You know what I'm saying? When the muse and shit was open. Yeah, the muse and shit was open and shit. So, <laughs> so we went downstairs or whatever. First, we go into one theater and we was like, oh, fuck, this is gay porn. So we go to the other boy and see this chick, Summer Melton, <laughs> if I ever see her again. So uh, we fucking, we go into the other theater, you know. And like when we first went in there and shit, like you go on the top floor and it's a bunch of movies and shit. We're just looking around and shit, you know. And uh, it was this dude who was like, man, y'all are really pretty couple, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm young, I'm like 18, I'm like, you know. Whatever. Yeah. So, uh <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so back to the story. So, the nigga's like, okay, we see the nigga upstairs. So, we go downstairs or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, we walk into the wrong theater, and then we go into the right one. Okay, we're sitting there, and there's probably seven dudes sitting around the, 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 the theater, you know what I'm saying? So... The nigga who we seen upstairs walks downstairs and he comes into the theater and he sits. We're probably like by the wall, you know what I'm saying? On the right side of a theater. So just put yourself sitting in the middle of a theater on the yeah. right side of the wall, you know what I'm saying? So he sits on the edge of the aisle, <laughs> you know? So it's a good distance between us. And at first, we so so much distance. Like, we didn't even realize it was him at first, you know what I'm saying? So we're just sitting in there. We're young. It's like, oh my God, we're in a porn shop. You know what I'm saying? So we're sitting there. So he moves down like two seats. So, okay. You know, obviously at this point, it's like, all right. You yeah, know what I'm like, saying? You see a dude with it. Okay. <laughs> so we don't say nothing. Like I said, it's probably, you know, he's sitting on the edge of the house. So two seats is still not that far. So he moves down like two more. 
And at this point, we're like, oh my God, it's that dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? You can see him. Yeah. So at this point, we're still young, so we're still nice and shit. You know, we were just like, what the fuck? So then he moves down, like, next to us. And I'm like, all right, man, we got to get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Because at this point, like, you can feel the wrong of just being in this place. You know, because we would go to strip clubs and shit. But this is the, you know, like, we had never been to the world's largest adult bookstore in Nashville. You know, we're 18, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, we got the fuck up out of there, you know what I'm saying? And that was probably the last time I ever went there or whatever. But just little weird stories like that, you know. I, I don't know if I would have attacked the dude or not. I guess if you would have t- tried to touch us, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But, you know. Dude, I've had a crazier gay story. You know, gay dudes are fucking nuts, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's what, you know, not in that sense, but like, especially when you getting, you know, just talking about gays, you know, with the drugs, because there's drugs and shit in their community, too. You know, you can't talk about it, but it's like, man, I've, I've seen some crazy stories with them niggas, man. Like, just do some wild shit. Yeah, it's fucking ill, man. Yeah, it does. Shit crazy out here. Shit gets fucking weird with them niggas, man. You know. So just gay dudes coming on you or just the crazy shit. Like I said, I don't know why you would attack dude. You know, I don't know. I wasn't there, but it's like, but I've been in a little sit around there where it's like, man, you, you know, like, bruh, what the fuck is wrong with you? And people know me. I ain't like the no violent nigga mm-hmm. and shit. Like, so it's That's like, what I'm saying. <laughs> I remember when this shit happened. I was like, damn, man, you punched out that nigga's window. <laughs> Just gotta try. <laughs> like I said, he had a blood needle, my... like <laughs> If you don't get over here right now, I'm gonna poke your black ass. <laughs> 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 then I'm, get, I'm sitting at home, like yeah, man, the wrong. I was like, I was like yeah. it was just, I don't know. It was a fucking weird ass situation. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, they make yeah. you feel like that sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah. What I feel <laughs> when the nigga just <laughs> seems to force himself on you, you know. Like I said, man, I'm just dude. Yeah. Same little crazy shit, man. You know what I'm saying? With gay people, especially gay dude, just in particular, it's like man, the niggas is crazy. Like all other men, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Pause. <laughs> yeah. Pause. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, I guess we can wrap on that note. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Anything else going on? No, nah, man, that's pretty much yeah. it, dude. Like I said, man, another week. It's definitely uh, it feels like a Monday, man. I'm so used to doing this shit on Sunday. Like I said, yeah. this usually could be my chill night. Like I'm off tomorrow and shit. But we're sorry about the pause. This nigga got in later, whatever. The fuck. Hey, appreciate y'all, you know what I'm saying, sticking around. Fuck yeah, with us week yeah, in, week out. Definitely. Uh, we're coming closer and closer y'all. to 100. Yeah, definitely. Appreciate y'all, appreciate, appreciate y'all checking in, man, you know, and just even listening to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you do it, but you do. And we definitely appreciate it, man. Just, you know what I'm saying? Hey, definitely yeah. give us feedback and pray for us, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah with that, man, it's been yeah. a week. Appreciate y'all. Boy J Dot. Always love God, love yourself, love people. JC, I'm out, man. Peace.